Before we dive into today's episode, we wanted to ask you if you could help us spread the word about the DC Godcast. We've been having a ton of fun with this podcast, and we hope you've been enjoying it as well. If that's the case, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review and share the podcast with a friend. Thanks, and with that, let's get to today's show. Hey guys, welcome to the DC Godcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Chad. And in this podcast, we answer your tough questions about the faith. All right, Miss Wilkerson, we're so happy to have you back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. As we just talked about in our last episode, we are going to start off with the St. Michael's Prayer. So, in the name of the Father, Lord, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit amen. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. All right, Ms. Wilkerson, today our question for you is, why is the church more progressive on some issues than others? I loved this question. I got sent it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's interesting because you like wonder, what do we mean by why is the church's teaching more progressive than others? And I guess in my head, I think it's because we're used to talking in particular terms, especially in the United States, especially because we're coming off of 2020, the election season, right? So we, mm-hmm. we think like there's certain teachings that are conservative, right, or orthodox and certain teachers that are liberal or progressive. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to take the fullness of the Catholic Church, pick it up and put it down in any one of the like ideological systems that we have in the United States of America, right? Mm -hmm. Because our church, we would believe as Roman Catholics, is bigger than any system. Mm -hmm. And it actually isn't supposed to fit into any ideological system. Mm. That's hard for someone like me. I see the world very much in black and white, and I want to be like, I want to check the box. Like, I'm mm-hmm. either this way or I am that way. And then we have this, like, wide arm of the church with all different teachings, all of these teachings grounded in the life and example of Jesus as lived through the church. So I think mm-hmm. the question itself, like, why, why does it seem like the church is more progressive? And what I, what I think is meant by that, like, on things like immigration or on things like poverty, right? Like, the church has an option for the poor. And that seems to be, like, a progressive teaching where maybe the church's teachings on the right to life, right? From the moment of conception to the moment of natural death, we protect life. That would seem to be more, like, conservative or mm-hmm. not as progressive. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I think those terms just don't work for our church. And mm-hmm. and that's where we get to, as Roman Catholic Christians, fall more deeply in love with what our church teaches. Because we believe that the church teaching is true, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it can't be pegged into a particular box or area. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you felt that tension before? Like as oh. you're kind of like as young Catholic Christians, right? So mm-hmm. you're right there in this world, in the political world that we're living in and all that. Do you feel like sometimes I'm like it's easier to like lean into certain Catholic teachings because you know they'll be accepted maybe, but oh. then other Catholic teachings yes. are way harder. What's that like for you guys? I it's I hundred percent believe that because I definitely like when I have conversations with friends, especially twenty twenty was a you know, the election <laughs> year, COVID year, right? And that was actually the first time I think I've ever like cared about an election. Or I mm-hmm. actually like was like curious about what each side kind of believes Mm -hmm. and so when i hear that and then i think about as a young catholic i think about the teachings i've been told throughout my theology classes you know sophomore and freshman year at that point right it just i was almost like 
I don't know what side I could possibly be on with the faith being with me. I, yes. Like me keeping the faith with it. I could never find a way to pick a side. Right. So that's why I never have. Like I right. just, I just kind of, I go with the church and then whatever happens, happens. I kind of yes. just move on. Like I don't think about it too much. I think what you just articulated was the struggle of every sincere Catholic or has been the struggle of every sincere Catholic, Mm -hmm. um, particularly when it comes to voting and things like that, because it actually isn't easy. Mm -hmm. We really have to weigh a lot of things because our church teaches in a way that doesn't fit into these boxes, right? So Mm -hmm. then we evaluate the different church teachings and there's certain teachings that are more weighted than other teachings. We have to consider that. But I mean, it's it's tough. And mm-hmm. I don't know a single Catholic my age that didn't wrestle during that time, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can't fit my faith into the political discourse right now. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It's tricky. What about you? Um, I grew up in an independent household, so my parents don't choose a side because, like, no side perfectly fits. Yeah, And yeah. so... Every time an election comes around, they wage their things, and they mm-hmm. don't tell each other either. They're like wild. It's yeah. it's a wild like house to live in. Yeah. And so like, I've just had that kind of influence my life, and so it's like you get to decide for yourself what fits your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's been nice because like I know some people who grew up with like really Republican parents or right. really like Democratic parents, mm-hmm. right. and it like caused like turmoil in their house sure. when someone thought differently. Right. And yeah. so I think that. My family has been really open to me, like, being able to instill my beliefs into politics. That's so cool. And, you know, I kind of like it, too, being a Roman Catholic Christian. We get to kind of be a wild card in the discussion, right? Like, I'll be talking to a certain group of people, right, people of faith, and I'll be like, oh, but have you thought about this? Because our faith really does present for us this complete picture of the human person. Mm -hmm. And I love that we can always rely on that. And I know sometimes I'll say things like, people will put me in a box, like, because obviously the church is really clear on certain things, right? Uh Like, pro-life is a huge part of what we do as church, and I love that piece of who we are. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean, right, that we're ignoring some of these other big issues that we have to have a voice and speak into and so i like how sometimes when we just like you like throw out a bomb and people are like wait what because they assumed you'd think a particular way Mm -hmm. exactly all right well thank you so much miss wilkerson any concluding thoughts i guess i would say two things to keep in mind one is jesus in the gospel according to saint john in chapter 15 says something that i rely on all the time and that is it's something to the effect of don't be surprised if the world hates you. It hated me before it hated you, right? That Mm -hmm. there is something in being a Catholic Christian, again, that doesn't fit into the popular narrative. And so sometimes when we're like, oh, we can't necessarily peg us as progressive or as conservatives, we're like, well, then what are we standing for? Mm -hmm. But we're standing for a deep identity and truth that's very far from, I don't know, like the norm of what's accepted today. So I would, it's super complex. So I would keep that in mind. And the other thing I love to think about whenever we talk about church teachings that I just want to (laughs) say is probably my favorite thing about being a Roman Catholic Christian, knowing that my faith is rooted in truth, is that every single one of her teachings, the teachings of the church, connect to another teaching. I made up a word. I call it circulicity. I don't think it's an actual word, but I reference it a lot. And that is that every, like I said, every one of our teachings is connected to another teaching. Mm -hmm. That's why some of the big ones, people are like waiting for the church to change. And I'm like, she's never going to change her teaching on that because she'd have to change every other teaching in order to like it. Everything's connected in this beautiful way. And that beautiful way of connection is what keeps us from being able to be pegged in one side or the other side. It's just truth. And truth sometimes doesn't fit into a popular narrative. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And I love your perspective. And I hope we can have you again sometime. That would be so fun. You guys are awesome. Thank Thank you. you.
listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, email us. Our email address is thedcgodcast at divinechildhighschool.org. For now, I'm Chad Sims. And I'm Allie Tomiko, signing off for the DC Godcast.